Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Shop 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory. Get 60% off select jeans and dresses. Shop the sale through March 28th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. This is Dr. Mariah White, host of Your Life Matters. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hey, this is Peggy Rojas, host of Viviendo Una Vida en Balance here on Public House Media. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you're done with this episode, I hope you come back, check out my show, Viviendo Una Vida en Balance, where we talk about life hacks to live in balance. And this show is in Spanish. A new show comes out every Sunday, so don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode on Viviendo Una Vida en Balance. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hello, everybody. It's No Filter Friday. Let me move that back a little bit. This is not... So shiny today. I just moisturized. And I've got shines, folks. I've got shines. Anyway, um, let's try to mat that down a little bit, at least in the T zone area. Anyway, it is no filter Friday. And I'm having tea, of course. And like, I'm so tired this week. Oh, David Bobke's here. Thank you for coming, David Bobke. How does it sound? I switched uh I switched headphones. Hopefully it sounds okay. Anyway. Um sounding shiny too. Okay. I I think I think sounding shiny is okay. Oh, all this moisture. Look at this moisture. Anyway, um I am so Oh, and Alexa's here. Hi Alexa. I am so tired this week from shooting nights that I, I can't, this tea is so precious. I can't even like afford to spill it. I have to drink it. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite teas. It's called snarky tea. Drink your feelings is like their log line as a tea company. I love it. And coincidentally, their, uh, their cup kind of, kind of looks like the no filter Friday cup that I made. A little bit. Shooting nights is like brutal, y'all. Like it is really not. I don't know how people like live their lives like working night shifts. It's really, really strange to me. Any hoozles. Um, we're gonna have a chat about Russell Simmons because this. Um, I saw that BuzzFeed. Um, hang on, let me back that up. Uh, a girl that I'm Facebook friends with, Keisha, posted the BuzzFeed article, not article, it's a video, of BuzzFeed profile interviewing this woman who uh, worked at Def Jam, and she says that, she alleges that um, Russell Simmons raped her in his apartment. And it's a really uh, interesting video. Um, 
she has long since left music production works in something so, like a completely other different feel now apparently she had uh issues with la reed as well but she said clive davis was far like was so fantastic to work with but anyway that's besides the point the point is is that she did a um a video interview with buzzfeed and they sat down like talk show style and talked about it um and she talked about how she got hired at def jam and how she went on to make like a platinum record there um which was really there's something wet back here what is this i am a mess i'm an absolute mess i don't even know what's on the back of my robe come on robe work with me here does it look kind of villainous perhaps maybe i don't know anyway um she started at jeff jam she was um working in new york at other companies got her job at jeff jam and then the only person that she could take assignments from was Russell himself. And she kind of had to like run around and make that happen. And he, she said that he would always um, say like really inappropriate things to her and then like profusely apologize. Be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I'm such an idiot, blah, 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 blah. And that was kind of like the cycle of their relationship. Like they would be working, working, working. He would say something stupid and then like profusely apologize. Um, and she just kept just kept going. And essentially what had happened was after she put together this, like, not a mixtape, but, like, a record that was made, that had songs on it from, like, a lot of different people. Um, a lot of different really, 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 really big musicians. And they put it out. I think it's called Show? Something like that? Anyway, the, the, the name of the record is irrelevant. But she produced it. She put it out. And it went platinum. And around the time, like immediately when it went platinum, um, Russell works at a hotel. It's like anytime I've ever run into Russell, it was like at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills or like somewhere like that. Like I've, he runs around hotels a bunch. That's kind of his jam. Um, that she had to go to the Bowery because he used to work out of the Bowery a lot in New York and needed him, they needed like 15 minutes of his time to like get like, a very short list of things accomplished answers yes or no or you know we need to respond to this or blah 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 blah. does that leaves after he leaves and then as she's walking down the street to go to the atm machine to get money to take a cab home he's standing across the street and he's like oh hey like what are you doing and she's like oh i'm just gonna go get cash to get a cab and he's like you have a platinum record like you need you should take a car home you don't need to take a cab and she was like Okay, and then he was like, oh, let me let me call you a car. So he gets on the phone, even though he was kind of on the phone to begin with, and calls for a car, i.e. calls his assistant to call for a car um, to come pick her up. And he was like, oh, come upstairs and wait. You know, I, I want to give you the CD. And she was really excited to get this other CD to, like, listen to, you know, whoever was on it. Goes up to his house, and he's like, oh, it's in the CD player. While he's going to the bathroom, like, just go fish it out of there. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go get a CD and, like, go down to my car and, like, bounce, basically. So she's fiddling with the CD player, and he comes out of the bathroom naked and then allegedly rapes her. Um, she stayed at Def Jam for, like, a little while, then left, went to go work with Clive Davis, and then went to go work for L.A. Reid. Um, so in that – and she had problems with L.A. Reid, too, but not uh, – she didn't say that uh, 
he raped her, but that they had issues between each other. Anyway, um, it was a really interesting, it was a really interesting story. And what perked my ears up about it is a, if you'll remember a while ago, I did the episode on Brett Ratner where Russell Simmons is mentioned because of their kind of like intermingling allegations, I guess you could say. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that at some point and it'll help this whole situation make sense. Um, but it talks about like getting people up to their apartment and, you know, assault ensues basically. So with that being said, I'm a huge fan of Kamorley Simmons and I have been for a long time. So I've read her books. I own her books. I love Kamorley Simmons. Love. And in Kamora's books, it talks about like how her relationship with Russell started and like how he was always into models and what happened with Fat Farm and all of this situation. So I'm kind of wondering why, like I know why Kamora hasn't said anything. Of course she's not gonna say anything, but oh it's Roger Neal. Hello, Roger Neal. Thanks for coming by. Um I don't think Kamora is going to say anything, but I, I can't be the only person that's put two and two together on what Kamora had to say in her books about how Russell operates and then, like, these allegations coming out. There's no way. I can't, really? I'm the only person? That's crazy to me. So, if I, ha I don't even know where, I wish I had my Kamora book out. It's not, like, in my rack. Like, these are all reference books, basically, but um, in her book, Fabulosity, What It Is and How to Get It, it, there's like chapters on how Russell operates and how she would, he would call her on Fridays and be like, oh, let's go to the Hamptons, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, that means I'm a last minute decision. I'm going to wait until when you call me on Wednesday and make plans, then I will go to the Hamptons with you and like things like that. But she, and she talked a lot about like his relationship with like Deepak Chopra and like all this situation but there's Kimura laid some really serious groundwork in those books to like as I don't want to say as a foundation but as a prequel to these events that have ensued and he's being accused of now and I will say go if you're really that interested in seeing what's up with Russell Simmons go look at it. Also, so that's the before stuff. Apparently, since um, his allegations had came out of like the back when the intermingling, what back when Brett Ratner's story broke, he has sold a bunch of his properties. He sold his place in New York. He sold his place in LA. Apparently, he's expanding internationally and is uh, working on his like spiritualism, but there's a um, Curbed LA has an article about um, him selling his house here and like how he just basically dumped it. It was like, oh, just give it to somebody. But I think it's kind of interesting how he's like, let me get, out, get rid of all my assets and bounce. And let me see what uh, Roger Neal says, yes, yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of interesting how he's dumping assets 
and dumping houses in the U.S. and be like, I'm going to go abroad and do more yoga and things of that nature. Like, that's kind of suspect to me. And this conversation um, with this woman that did the, the BuzzFeed video, like, she's an executive. Her mother was the, um, the mayor of D.C. I think she graduated from Stanford. Um, she's not the... I don't want to say this, but I have to. She's not your sort of, like, stereotypical person that would come out with allegations against somebody who's, you know, a big deal. And I'm really curious to see, like, how this is going to work out for her. Um, and Russell, too. Because, you know, a lot of times it's easy to be like, oh, well, that person was just on the come up and they were looking for fame or whatever. And, like, this lady's not. She's an executive. Like, she's, and she's left, she's left, long left music. Like, she's done. Um, she said that her time with L.A. Reid just put her off the music industry completely and she like went back to business school and was like never mind never mind with music you know didn't care that she had put out platinum records or any of that like she just left it and was like never mind and I think a lot of people do like I think a lot of people just say screw it I can go work and finance or something really cut and dry with a very serious HR department. Let me take a second and share the broadcast. So we want, we want, we want folks to come hang out with us. I think we do anyway. We want folks to come out and hang out with us, don't we? Of course we do. Share, 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 share on my timeline. There we go. It has been shared. Anyway. So I wonder what this means for Brett Ratner because they're kind of like intertwined. And I'm really curious to see how this is going to A, work out for Russell and B, like, L.A. Reid got implicated in this, too. Um, but L.A. Reid has other people in his corner, like Justin Bieber and Usher and, I mean, he's L.A. LA Reid, like tons and tons and tons and tons of huge, 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 huge music people. But what another thing that I wanted to talk about regarding the story is that it's not just entertainment that this happens to. Like, there's – it's not just – you know, glamorous, you know, things or places or whatever. Um, and this happens everywhere. Like, people getting things held over their, like, heads for their job happens everywhere. It happens to ladies who work in sweatshops in Bangladesh that have to trade sexual favors for sewing contracts so they can make 25 cents an hour it happens to them and it happens to you know the lady gagas and the catches of the world like it's literally from a to z like i think but but that's like the entire basis of the me too movement is that one person said something and everyone's like yeah me too it's literally happened to everyone like there's nobody 
I don't know anybody without a story, unfortunately. Or I don't think I do. And I've never... I don't think I've had one regarding work, I don't think. But... I mean... I guess kind of, but those guys were just like, they were nobodies and they had nothing to offer in any way, shape or form. And they were just literally like trying their luck to be like, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a meeting with uh, this agent. It's like, man, just, just take your busted dick someplace else if nobody else wants it i certainly don't want it like take it take it someplace else but this oh gosh but entertainment in general like is really you know more my specialty like i can't really you know speak about ladies that work in some other industry in middle america because a i don't know them and b i've never worked in any other business basically so it's it's not it's not I don't want to say it's not my place to speak about it, but like I don't I don't have any connection to it. So I'm not the best person to speak about it. But what I mean, what are what are we supposed to do? Everybody keeps asking me that. I was doing I've been doing like a ton of interviews lately. Um I went on my friend's show yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um my friend Nicoletta has a show called Sluts and Scholars and it's on Vivid Radio on Serious XM? Yeah. And it's like the only educational radio show that Vivid has because she's a sex therapist. And we took, we were taking callers yesterday and we had people call about all types of stuff. But a lot of, like, one of the main questions I get asked is like, where's Me Too going? Where's Me Too going? Where's Me Too going? And I'm like, it's paving the way for new people, A, because we're, we're ditching some old folks that have been around for, a long time and their reign of terror has to come to an end. Um, so I think it's going to a good place for, for new people. But at the same time though, like we just have to see how this plays out. Like I'm just, I'm along for the ride just like everybody else. And every week this, this show is, is so easy to do because other than being like crazy, crazy tired and it's kind of a strange um, time of the week to do it. Like, I can't swing a cat without some new story breaking in the news and, you know, having some new experience on set or in a meeting or something like that. And people, people talking, people whispering, whatever. Um, speaking of which TJ Miller called the other day, apparently he's doing a little bit better trying not to, he's, they're still staying in New York and they're, you know, trying to, trying to lay low basically. How else have I talked to you recently? teaching was the big one for the most part anyway I have to see how this plays out as well but part of that is um next month September October yes next month so next month I'm going to be in at the Austin Film Festival and my publicist Elizabeth and I are working on putting together the 50th episode of No Filter Friday uh together as a live it's always live, obviously, but like a live stage show, but in front of an audience at the Austin Film Festival on October 26th. So we're working on that. We're gonna, gonna see if 
we can make it like a really big special celebration for the 50th episode. And I, I have to be at the Austin Film Festival anyway, but the reason why it's so serendipitous is because um, before Me Too like really made, really broke and got its legs and started running away and it's on the runaway freight train that it is now, um, there was like little rumblings before it happened. And one of those little rumblings was the Alamo Draft House in Austin um, was having some sort of, you know, creeper issue with the guy that worked there and worked in the festival scene. And the ladies in the Austin film, co- film community were like, he's got to go, you've got to get rid of him. And, and they did, they managed to oust him, but that was before me too happened. So I really wonder, um, how Austin feels about their, their place in the, in, in paving the way for me too. And if they feel like it worked out or what has happened to them. Um, so I really want to make that 50th episode in Austin about Austin and about um, not even the birth of hashtag me too, but like the uh, inception, I guess, or the conception of it, you know, the, the, the very, very, very first little cell that multiplied and multiplied and multiplied into the full embodiment that we see now. So stay tuned for that because I'm super, super excited about it. You should be too. And I've never done this show in front of like an audience. It's just been either the podcast, which you podcast listeners hear after the fact or live from the public house media page. And as much as, as as fun as it is to watch it from, or to do it live from the Facebook page, doing it with A, a guest, and B, in front of an audience, and I think there's going to be even more questions and even more back and forth, which I think is super, super, super fun. That was my goal for the show since I, you know, decided that I wanted to do it and put it together with Public House Media. That's the reason why I chose to do it live, is because it is a group discussion. It is a team sport at this point. So, thanks for coming to join me for No Filter Friday on Public Cast Media. I'm going to be here drinking my snarky tea because that's what life is about, being in my robe, doing the things. And I will see you all next week. And I'll probably, I've already posted um, the, I've already shared that, that BuzzFeed video of the woman who's accusing Russell Simmons. Um, go watch it. It's really, really, really fascinating. And if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, go look at some things that Camorley Simmons talked about years ago that completely lay the foundation on which to build this crazy house of cards. Anyway, I will see you next week. Thanks for coming by. Uh, love the podcast listener folks. Um, if you're a podcast listener on iHeartRadio or iTunes or Google podcast or any of those places, give, um, give not only no filter Friday, a comment or a review or a star or, uh, whatever, uh, check out other shows on the network too. And there's some new ones. Public house media has some new shows like, um, crowned and dangerous seems to be about pageants, which is really, really, really cute. Um, on top of like choose to rise, you know, old favorites, things like that. And I will see you guys next week. See you later. Bye, 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 bye.